Oh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, it is our fourth episode of Opticians Unhinged. I am your host, Iris. And Lucia. With her dramatic pause. <laughs> always? Um, always. Uh, so we are picking up from where we left off, um, where we were discussing... Uh, multifocals and we are rolling straight on through now into progressives and for anybody that might have forgotten um, you know I kind of love the cuteness of the bifocals and Lucia kind of loves the not ugliness of the progressives so obviously this is this is her bread and butter (laughs) okay listen like if I have a choice between not letting people know how old I am and letting people know how old I am, I will choose not to let them know how old I am. Isn't this also coming from somebody who keeps complaining about how they don't like any of the progressives that they've tried? <laughs> Can we, yes. we're going to call Lucia out on this right now. She preaches her love for progressives and won't wear them. Uh, correction I do wear them I have them in 75% of my glasses I just don't wear them correctly oh well there we have it potential do you want to elaborate on what you mean when you say I don't wear them correctly because that can go many ways (laughs) so okay like we were talking about last time I have issues looking far away. Without, without my glasses, I can see close up. So I think the problem is I don't have a desperate need to see close up with glasses on. So mm-hmm. I take my glasses off whenever I have to look at fine print because I can see better. Um, most of my glasses are really big, so my progressive reading area is really low. So I would rather take my glasses off and see rather than tilt my head up and find (laughs) the sweet spot. So then that kind of makes me wonder because I have a hypothesis that that nearsighted people just don't do as well in progressive lenses as farsighted folks. And I don't know if that's that's true or not but in my experience your camera is like zooming in on you ever so slowly (laughs) sorry and and I'm like okay it was kind of like dramatic for a second (laughs) anyway I'm not even moving no you're not (laughs) oh my gosh sorry Oh, man. Anyways, uh, I've had a lot of people who are nearsighted that try to go into progressives and they just don't do well with them. They have a lot of complaints. They feel like they see better if they take their glasses off and they just they just don't wear them. I actually feel like I have more remakes with nearsighted patients and progressives than farsighted. Um, and that's not saying anything about my remakes and, and my personal skill level. This is, has everything to do with, with the prescription, period. <laughs> yeah, so. I, think, I think what happens is, like in my case, because 
I can literally see better, faster. Without my glasses, I haven't put in the time and effort to get used to that progressive. Now, if I had blurriness without my glasses close up, I think I would spend the time to figure out sweet spots and how it all works. But because I don't, it's like, why? Do you still feel like if you were comparing your eyes and lenses to the progressives that you wear, that you still prefer the eyes and lenses? (laughs) Um, mm, yes and no. It depends on the progressive. It, it, it really depends on the progressive. Okay. Okay. And it depends on the frame. Um, and it depends mm-hmm. also on what I'm doing. Okay. Um, that's fair. So that's extremely fair. Yeah. So if I'm at a conference and I'm taking notes and I'm trying to see the speaker and, you know, their PowerPoint, then yeah, my progressives work great. Um, but if I'm home, working on my computer and you know I know my surroundings I don't I don't wear that's fair um so yeah uh I tried to send over the talking notes for today and Lucia didn't receive them um we're still trying trying to set everything up around here and it's just like this never-ending barrage of emails and accounts and it's so overwhelming and I know that that sounds like such a first world problem but (laughs) but it's hard to keep up with and it takes time to open all of these accounts and then most of this stuff is like oh you want a free trial but first you have to agree to what we're going to charge you after the free trial (laughs) so yeah, anyways, uh, back to it, the uh, the talking points. So I had my number one talking point I put in quotations, and it says, my last lenses were better. And then underneath that, I put how we needed to discuss that as we get older, that our ad increase gets stronger, or our mm-hmm. ad increases. And when that gets stronger, that that decreases the reading area. And Mm -hmm. that I do think that there is a price to pay for vanity that if you don't want the old grandma line, because, you know, you don't want to be the Betty Whites of the world, which who wouldn't want that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're going to have, I mean, okay, (laughs) I'm still saying I'm going to bring it back. (laughs) But uh, if you don't want the line, you're going to have that blurred peripheral vision. And for the people that, aren't in progressives yet or don't know what we're talking about. We'll, we'll dive into that. And I also made a note where it says different frame, different game. So, <laughs> uh, yes. I, I, I definitely, you kind of touched on all of those points because I was like, okay, well, my last lenses were better. And I don't think that patients know exactly how many different arenas of a lens you have to like have trial by fire with to figure out what the issue could be. So, uh, you know, I think that we're going to kind of talk on that a little bit in the, and how that peripheral distortion is affected in each different type of lens. Um, so 
the the first progressive that I thought would be worth mentioning is just obviously our standard progressive. Um, now, standard progressive is uh, what we call like a pre-molded design now. So those are like the older made designs. Can you look I like- just pause you for a second? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's important for our listeners to know that there's literally thousands of progressives in the market. And oh gosh, as opticians, yeah. <laughs> we try to figure out what you were on to begin with. But since we do want you to be an informed patient, please know what kind of progressive you're on, especially if you're changing practice. Oh, my gosh. And to just completely sidebar off of that, if you're a contact wearer, you are putting a medical device in your eye every day. And you would be amazed at the amount of people who have no idea even the name of the contact that they wear, much less what their power is. So, uh, I mean, nowadays with like people knowing all the ingredients that are in their food and stuff like that, I feel like it's just as important to know what your contact and progressive styles are. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, thank you. I think so. Yeah, I think so. All right. Standards. Uh, they stink. They're bad. They are old school, <laughs> nasty, except, and this is not a paid sponsor, but, you know, if Essilor wants to pay us, that's cool. Um, except for Essilor has the Liberty Lens. And that came out, when was it? Summer last year? I think. Uh... Right, but I don't think that Liberty is a standard. I think that that one was still it a is. digitally surfaced lens. But it's under standard. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, do you, do you think that that one would almost be considered something more along the lines of uh, like a near variable focus? Nope. Be- it's a full progressive. Wow. Yeah. Well, no, I just mean in terms of billing, because, you know, some lenses, for example, like Eisen is considered a near variable focus. Right. So if you're filing that through whichever vision plan you might have, some vision plans are labeling it. It is. Oh, man. Well, there you have it, everybody. They're still making old stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And and that that is the one lens that's like your baby progressives for anybody that does not know this lens um, in the short period of time from the time it was released until I left optical. We actually had really good success fitting that lens. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was because we were a growing practice and we were starting to see more of those middle aged patients who were first experiencing their their presbyopic onsets. So that was a, a good go-to lens. That one did have some good success. And honestly, the yeah. old school Verilux Comfort was was always a solid one for me. I didn't, I used the I like DRX it. a lot, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, so I fit the Liberty for about a year before I stepped away from optical. And I cannot think of one patient that didn't like it. I don't think that in in the time that I was there that we had anybody come back with it. Actually, most of the people, which this was really uncommon, most people that got it 
And that was their first. Yes. And they would call back and be like, this is the best lens I've, I've ever worn, you know, with their, their no experience of progressives, but occasionally you would get that one previous progressive non-adapt person that didn't like it. And Hey, here's a new product. Let's give it a try. And, and even they liked it. So that one was pretty good. Um, I do have to give it that. Um, yeah. So for being a baby progressive and standard progressive, you would think, you know, on paper, I looked at it and I was like, eh, that's going to stink. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I got it. Um, I am a little sad that I got it on a frame that is not very comfortable. So I don't uh-huh. wear it very often because the frame is uncomfortable. But the lens is very comfortable. I don't uh, take those off. The, f- the lenses or the frame? The frame. I, oh, well, okay. when I'm wearing that frame that has the Liberty, uh-huh. I don't have to take them off to like look what, at my phone. Or wasn't that notes. that Seraphin frame? Oh, yeah. That's a chunky yeah. one. Like, yeah. Ch- chunky with a big old O. <laughs> Yo. And it doesn't uh, fit right. And Yeah. It's very sad. That is sad. It's a pretty frame on you. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, so when it comes to the standard progressives, uh, I don't usually, with the exception of that particular lens, because that's like standard deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> like, standard deluxe. And it is um, very few people that can wear it. Yeah. Like, you have to have a baby prescription for clothes to be able to wear it. Well, yeah, because I think the ad maxed out at what, like a plus one, plus one twenty-five. Oh, one fifty. Okay, like that. yeah, definitely under a two. Woo. <laughs> yes. Uh, so definitely under a two. I know that. Uh, I know that the one big difference with the the standard like pre-molded designs versus the Mm -hmm. digital designs is that on the pre-molded designs, we can only like adjust the power by a quarter step at a time in those. Whereas the digital ones, um, those are adjustable by like 0.125 or even less in some instances of a diopter. So do you feel that there may be more or less issues with those digitally surfaced prescriptions? I, I actually think there's less. Um, I don't know. I don't, or I didn't fit non-digital. Um, again, because that's who I am, right? I'm going <laughs> to try to put you on the best possible product um, that your wallet can handle. True. So, unless they were like on a non-digital lens and they loved it, mm-hmm. I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> save you the headache, save me the headache. I mean, you don't want to come back and tell me how you don't like it. I don't want you to come back and tell me how you don't like it. So, I definitely feel that whenever I'm trying to fit a patient, I want to ask all of those really obnoxious questions up front on the first go. I, I will do remakes. I don't 
like doing them because <laughs> when when you've got somebody coming back with something, especially coming out of the last place that you and I came from, you know, uh, it ends up making it feel like you've not only just let this person down tremendously, but that you're wasting their time. And that's time that I think should be saved, like at the actual dispense itself. And too many people have gotten comfortable not asking those questions yeah. and just wash, rinse and repeat. And honestly, like the one thing I do like about progressives, as opposed to my love for bifocals, <laughs> is that there are so many out there. And right. it, in my opinion, there is a lens for everybody, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a matter of having access to it and the resources to get it. Or, you know, being able to go through that trial and error and not have to pay for it halfway through finding what's right. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, if you really know the lenses and you really know your your products and what is available in the market, then I feel like you would have more success fitting people than you would not. So, yeah, I think and I don't know if you want to jot this down, but I think at some point we should do an episode on what the interview should be like. On like the interview with the patient? Yeah. For the patient to know what your optician is supposed to be asking you and, you know, the newer opticians to know what they should be asking if they're not already. That's important to note yeah, because um, with so many new opticians coming into the industry um, and and I say again, as usual, opticians loosely, uh, whatever term you want to apply to it, um, there are a lot of people that are getting into this field of work uh, who don't have the credentials, but they mm-hmm. do have the willingness to learn. Uh, like right. me, for example, I fell into it and I just could not afford to go to school because the only um, the only place here in the state that I can go is over two hours away. And that's just not feasible, you know, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't trying my best to learn everything I could. I was just like hoarding information every chance that I got. Uh, and it shows, but yeah, there's yeah. a lot of people who are coming into the field who don't know where to even begin to get those right. answers from and nobody to direct them you know, to finding that. So it's those little things that can make or break your success in this field. So yeah, I think that would actually Um, be a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to kind of jump in and say, I didn't get um, licensed. um, Even though I was doing the studies for it with the big box optical that I was in. Yeah. I, I did over a hundred different videos I was really on my way, um, yeah. and my district manager said, I'm not going to sign off on this. Yeah. <laughs> so it had nothing to do with my willingness to learn. Um, I was doing the work, but the person that had to sign for it was, he didn't like me. I didn't like him, to be honest, uh, and that, that's okay. 
you know, I'm not a golden coin. Not everybody's going <laughs> to like me. I get yeah. it. Um, but yeah, that's why I didn't get licensed was because he wouldn't sign off on it. Um, so because the company that I was with would have, uh, uh giving me the access to all that. So, so the first, the first place that I got into, um, did like an apprentice program through the state. I actually think that they do it nationwide cause it is big box, but um, you can do your apprenticeship through them, um, and they'll help you get on the job training. Uh, but you have to be credentialed to do that. So whenever I decided that I wanted to leave there, because I just did not want to have to live under that stress, um, for years on end where it was just like pumping people out of the exam lanes as quickly as they can hurry up, collect their money, get them out, and then go on to the next one and do it all over again. Um, so I didn't want to stay there long enough for me to get that. And I seem to have been continuously doing well without it. So at some mm -hmm. point along the lines, I was just like, if I go to get it, it's just going to cost me money. Um, but, you know, I still did great things in my career. And you know, to arguably, I still am. I'm just shifting my focus, yes, you know, yeah. uh, but for people that are just getting into the industry, especially for those of you in big box optical, you can try an apprenticeship program if you want to. Um, but a lot of those places will give you almost all of the resources for you to at least be yeah. able to try to get uh, your ABOC certifications at the very least. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll chat about that yeah. in another episode. Back to progressive. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. <laughs> so standards could be good if you know what product you're looking for. Um, save up your money. It's worth mm -hmm. it to buy at least a medium to a premium progressive. It is really oh. worth money. So I always say put your money into your lenses and not into your frames. If you can yeah. afford to do both, great. But the frame is not going to help you see. Nope. <laughs> the lenses are. So, yeah. Um, what were you about to say about mid-tier? So, mid-tier. What are your thoughts? What do you like? What did you not like? Uh, so, I did start to notice that a lot of those, like, you know, mid-tier progressives what do we call them advanced advanced. <laughs> advanced progressives um those started introducing more of the fixed and variable corridor options and once i wrapped my head around how those worked and even trying to explain it for the lay people out there it Ugh. can be a little confusing but the best way i can put it is in a fixed corridor progressive you can have control over how much reading you're going to get in your frame consistently through different frame styles so if you've got three different frames and each one of those frames sits in a different spot and you choose a fixed variable progressive it's going to control the amount of reading that you have consistently in each frame um, mm -hmm. so it makes readapting to it a lot easier because it's almost like pick up a different pair and go. Um, 
whereas your traditional like variable corridors i guess those ones are just going to range from whatever wherever whenever however uh to those those are more complicated but i do like the fixed over the variables and that was the one thing about those mid-tier ones that i liked is that that started offering that availability yeah um I've got a mid-tier. Uh, uh, it depends on the day. <laughs> <I've> got, <laughs> if, if it's a day where I am, um, you know, annoyed at life and nothing's going well, that lens is not going to cut it. I, I, need, <sighs> I need to not just be bothered. Um, which is a little frustrating because my Liberty, which is the standard, mm-hmm. I can wear any day at any time if it wasn't for the fact that I don't like the frame or I don't sure. like how the frame fits. Uh, so I have mixed feelings of the mid-tier. Um, now that I'm going to have to pay for lenses full price with no discounts at all, <laughs> I yeah. think I'm going to save up some money. And when I go, I'm either going to go Liberty, which is, uh, you know, the standard, or I'm going to go um, premium. I don't like right. the tiers. Now, while we're touching on the premium, uh, Verilux just released a new premium lens yes. this year, I think, right? Um, uh-huh. So they were for, in the process of releasing it before I left. Yes. What was it? The XR? Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to say XD, but then I know that's not right because that's that overly excited emoji where it's got like the two squinty eyes and like a big so it's it's not that. <laughs> nope. So yeah. Um now with that one, obviously, I haven't worked with that one directly, but from what I gathered, um, basically, Verilux and Shamir incorporated all of their wherewithal and advanced the Verilux X design into this newest format, which takes into account like your posture and how your eyes converge and stuff like that. Didn't you have the fitting technology after I left? So, um, the XR was going to come out. I don't know. I don't think it's even out yet. I think we were going to be getting the information in July and the release was going to be August, September. Um, but with Essilor, things move at different speeds all the time. So I don't even know if it's out yet. <laughs> um, so I'm on their website. <clears throat> um, sorry, I'm on their website. Uh, I don't see that it says it is available, but as mm-hmm. usual, they're advertising it like it is. Uh, but go yeah. ahead with what you were about to say. Yeah. So um, the Essilor lady that was doing the training she explained it as it's a 
digital design and what they were going to do was they were going to give us give us this iPad and they were going to have like a little camera that you would put on the frame that you mm -hmm. liked so you would clip it like right here mm -hmm. right there on the on the nose part and then you would follow the instructions of the iPad so you look far away and then you would look close up and read something really small and then you would look far away and read something different and what it was doing was it was calculating your head movements and your body movements and where your eyes go and all that stuff um, which sounds really cool ah, in theory is really really cool I'm skeptical. <laughs> I think I actually read an article recently where there are lawsuits around these fitting device technologies. Don't quote me on that, but I, I am like 99% certain I was flipping through the 10,000 notifications that I get a day about news and that I saw something like that. I'll try to dig it back out. And if I can find the article, I'll put it in the show notes. But I think that it had something to do with how it was like misfitting patients mm -hmm. and nobody was double checking the measurements. Yeah. They were just relying <laughs> on the tech. I mean, well, if you think about it, if I go into, I'm going to say shoes because you know, I don't know anything about shoes, right? If I go to this place to buy custom shoes and I get on this machine and the machine does all this quote-unquote work for me, trying to figure out how I stand and where I stand and all that stuff, and then the salesperson still takes measurements, I'm going to be like, why are you still taking measurements? Like, then the machine just do that. Mm -hmm. So... I think it's it's one of those things that if and that was one of my questions was how do you explain to a patient that you're still going to take an, a psychite because I'm not going to not take a psychite um, right after they did all this you know moving and doing with the computer and she didn't really have an answer for it. so I don't know. Um, I was underwhelmed by what she was telling me. It sounded to me, and I could be totally wrong, but it sounded to me like, okay, so last year, um, we got the Shamir Intelligence, right? Right. And I got Shamir Intelligence and my glasses, and I really do like them. I really really do like them i think the frame that i got him on is a little bit large so i have a little bit more problems um getting to that reading but i understand the reading is like on my cheeks you know it's way low yeah because my frame is pretty <laughs> large um but i really do like them i have them in other frames and it works really well this is a premium product so it's not like you know, the Liberty, which works and it's cheap. The intelligence works, but it's expensive. When she was telling me about the new Verilux, it sounded to me like she was describing 
the Shamir Intelligence with a new name. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't think that that's entirely wrong. So, uh, from what I can recall, when we met with our Shamir rep before Shamir was acquired by yes. them. <laughs> uh, when we met with them, they were basically saying that they got their start just in the technology and that they were selling off their proprietary designs to other people and then mm -hmm. realized, oh, hey, we should just make our own lenses, which they started to do. And then it became yep. a known product. But now I think that they're just tucking that back into that portfolio of technology and just basically merging their tech with their name and just calling it one because if I can remember correctly I was told that the Verilux X design basically was the Shamir intelligence um, and that was that so now it's just like now they've officially made like a baby and, and they've yeah. taken it one step further I think the only difference in this one is that it has a higher level of expectation that you take your vertex distance and panto and stuff. Yeah. Um, so it makes me, makes me wonder, but yeah, I think it's just the same thing that with a lot of fluff. Lots of fluff. <laughs> and if we're wrong as usual, just let us know and we'll do more research. But yes, it sounded yes. to me like a lot of fluff. So as a consumer, um, I'm not saying I, Verilux over Shamir or vice versa. I'm just saying, beware, they are now both owned by the same company. Um, yep. And it sounds like they have the same products under different names. Yeah. Well, I also wonder, now that they have merged into just one, are they even going to still continue offering Shamir lenses like how long do you think that's going to be before they phase them out and then they just stick the new label on top of them um, yeah. so uh, as we know it there's, there's a strong possibility that Shamir lenses may just come to be no more oh another thing is um, once you've done your research and you know what you want and I was very surprised by so when I worked at Big Box Optical, you know, they told us we sell A, B, and C. I was like, mm -hmm. okay, we sell A, B, and C, no big deal. Mm -hmm. Didn't think anything of it. And then I went independent, and they were like, no, 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 you have access to the array. <laughs> yeah. <Right>? <laughs> but here's where I was a little bit mind blown. Um, so... After I left the, the industry, I went to a big box optical and I was like, hey, to a salesperson that I really, really like. I was like, hey, I have these two frames. I know exactly what I want. I just want you to be the one getting a commission for it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, uh, yeah. So what do you want? <laughs> and I was like, well, on this frame, I want the Shamir Intelligence 15, blah, blah, blah. And then on this one, I want the Liberty, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and he's like, I can't sell you that product. Now, when you ended up at this, and this was, big box where you were just filling your own POFs, 
was this uh was this a them owned company yeah and they wouldn't sell the products <laughs> they don't have access to it i'm like oh, that man. makes no sense like you're in the same the- family and she's well, like i can't i don't have access to that product and i'm like okay well maybe you don't have it on your computer but your lab can do it. Like, can you call your lab? And uh-huh. he was like, no, the lab won't do it. Yeah. I guarantee yeah, right? you what ended up happening here, because they use one of the same network labs that we use to file yeah. all of their jobs through. And then that company literally just took over this entire lab. This lab doesn't do work for anybody that's not them. So, uh, they took it over and then probably what happened was they only will offer what's going to be best for their reimbursements and you can't even request anything different. Now that goes back to me complaining about how I don't agree that you cannot do what is going to be best for your patient every single time. That if it is available as a product through that lab, and we know for a fact that it is that, or, or that they could even order that item if they don't have it and then have that brought in. So for somebody to tell me that I can't have what I want when I know for a fact that your lab offers it, that is where I start having a problem because I don't think that at that point they're, they're practicing ethically i just don't i just don't nope Mm-mm. yeah <laughs> i was blown away Not i was a- like oh oh that makes no sense so then <sighs> the assistant manager of that office came out and she's like what's going on and i was like well i want this product and she was like oh yeah i wish i could sell it to you but our lab doesn't do that product <gasps> that's crazy what? what do you mean um so know your product, know what you're looking for, and actually, you have to know where to find it nowadays, which is sad. <laughs> that is very sad, and and yeah, you know, the those are and those little people, things that irk me. Yeah, for the people that don't understand what we're talking about right now, let me explain it in super easy terms. Let's say you have a Lixotica frame, a Ray-Ban, right? I am wearing a Ray-Ban. I like my Ray-Ban. And then you go to a Ray-Ban store and you ask for the same frame you have now. They should be able to sell you that same frame because it's the same company. But -hmm. in this case, they were like, no, we don't have access to that specific type of Ray-Ban. So... and that specific type of Ray-Ban has not been discontinued or right. or completely like closed out. Like it's not being yeah. produced anymore. This is something that's still in their portfolio on their website, available everywhere except for here. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not shady at all. <laughs> no. 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 Not, no, not shady at oh. all. So good progressives, mm-hmm. I think... Uh, kind of setting expectations mm-hmm. 
you look far away, you can see, you look close up at the bottom of the lens, you can see, you look at your computer, you're going to have some head movement because you need to find out, you know, where your lens that is. Um, right. Your body will get used to it. First week or so, you're going to move your head a lot. Um, and and don't forget to mention the distortion. So uh, yep. the one there's no one, yeah. <laughs> I used to tell my patients, there's no peaking with progressives. You do not have vision on your peripheral. No, uh, you have to move your whole head. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not an option. If you are that woman that is quick to do a side eye, you're going to get lost. Uh, yeah, no. The, because there's nothing, there's nothing there. I mean, what little bit is there? It's not distinguishable. You're not going to be able to drive the car doing this. Uh, and it, most importantly, completely unavoidable. You can maybe uh, have a little bit of control over the amount of distortion that you're experiencing. And yep. that goes back into these tiered levels that we were just mentioning of a standard advanced premium lenses, blah, blah, blah. The premium lenses are going to give you the least amount of distortion possible, but you're going to pay a lot more money. Whereas yes. the standard progressives have a tendency to have a lot of distortion, but they're also a lot cheaper. And that's what yes. you're going to find at most of these big box opticals where they try to spin it, that it's a progressive, but it's, and then it's not. Or, or um, that it's premium, I should say. Right. And then think about it this way. Like, you wouldn't expect, and I'm not hating on this vehicle, but I'm just saying, you wouldn't expect a Hyundai to perform the same way you would expect a Ferrari. They're, yeah. They both take that, you from A to B. But they mm -hmm. just don't perform the same <clears throat> Your lenses are the same way. They're going to help you look, see, but they're not going to be the same. No, not, not at all. And some of them, you know, take into account uh, just in the way that the lens itself is designed, everything down to your posture, how big or how small your frame is, oh, where, yeah. your, where your pupils are how much of an angle the frame sits on your face. Um, and sometimes all progressives can take this into account, except there's many opticians that don't do those things anymore, don't know how to do those things anymore, or are told they don't need to do those things anymore because oh, they yeah. don't matter. And I, yes. I disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree with that too. Yeah, and then the other thing is, if a frame is kind of fitting you wonky and you don't pre-adjust it to fit correctly and then you take a measurement and then you put a lens in and then you adjust it, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. you, you've already changed where your frame is sitting, therefore you've changed where your progressive needs to be at. Um, if you yep. are a new optician, for the love of God, please... Please, please, please adjust your patient's frames before you take your measurements. If you're a patient, mm -hmm. for the love of glasses, make sure that your frame fits comfortably. Yes, we can adjust, but no, we shouldn't have to. 
Um, right. Adjustments should happen because the lab, you know, bumped your frame and now we have to readjust it back to where it was, not because it didn't fit you to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now we're having to fix it. Well, and then <sighs> I just lost my train of thought. It had something to do with, with adjustments. Oh, so we pre-adjust, right? Now, yeah. when I got <clears throat> going in the industry, I had everyone tell me that when the frames come back from the lab, that you need to do a bench alignment. No, no. And, and I have plenty of opticians that still... That like when you go to put it in the case, don't put it in the case unless it's bench aligned or you're not doing your job properly. You know, for those big box opticals that love to just weigh you down with their bureaucratic checklists of efficiency. Don't bench align. Please don't bench align. I, I can't stand that. And that was the one thing that worked best with you and I was that both of us pre-adjusted before we measured and yes. we did not touch them unless after the patient put them on their face, they were not fitting right. Or they came back from the lab, like noticeably out of whack. Um, but yeah. I don't know who, who said it had to be like that. <clears throat> that is one of those really annoying corporate things that I can't stand where it's like, you have to make sure that something looks pristine all the time. And meanwhile, patient, you know, Joe Schmo over here comes in with one ear that had been surgically attached to his face and it's sitting like (laughs) sometime like inches lower on one side of the face. And I'm sorry, there's no amount of of adjustment that's going to account for that. That's going to take a short period of time. So for me to do an adjustment to make sure that that is right on your face from the time I measure you and to have some jack wagon come behind me and tell me I have to realign this thing to be like perfectly symmetrical, despite this face. table. uh, Yeah, because everybody puts a table on their face. (laughs) (laughs) So. You know, We're all symmetrical. Just, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, nobody. I mean, okay, let's take into account. There's a celebrity named Owen Wilson, and I know you might not know that name. And for nope. everybody that's listening, Lucia doesn't know anything pop culture. It's nope. not her culture. Don't ask her. <laughs> she won't get the reference. Just just forget but at the same time for me i know that she doesn't know so i kind of enjoy sharing but most of the time she doesn't care so anyways (laughs) uh but this this particular actor has like this horribly deviated septum and like it is like flat (laughs) as all get out right here on the nose and i know whoever fits this man with frames has to be doing a really good job and you know what I don't think is happening in that really good job? Bench alignments. Bench alignments. <laughs> I don't think that those are happening. And if they are, no. somebody, this is work harder, not smarter. This is not, we, we want to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Not the other way around. Okay. No. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that's my rant on bench, bench alignments. 
Um, so another thing that I want to mention is if you are new to progressives or are thinking about getting progressives because, you know, we get old and things are getting blurry and we need help, um, be aware it's going to take one to two weeks for your brain to figure out what the heck you're doing. Yes. Um, be patient with yourself. Your other option. Be patient you with your optician. Yes. Yeah. Your other option is to have three pairs of glasses, which is not a good look. You're going to forget them. You're going to lose them. It's going to take time. Or two bicycles. Ew. No. <laughs> no. Don't do that either. You're too young for Whoever's that. listening to this is going to uh, gonna be like, what straight propaganda is this woman spitting with her love for bifocals every day? <laughs> and what's funny is everybody's probably thinking that's the only thing I ever try to fit. And the thing is, is that's not true you at never all. Did. I, I, never did. I love... I love progressives. I really do. I do enjoy fitting the bifocal on occasion. I don't know why. My heart is just like, this is simple every time. She I don't... also enjoys me <laughs> cringing at the things that she says. So it has something to do with that. Oh, definitely. That'll never get old. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so there was one more thing I wanted to touch on, um, mm -hmm. where it was short corridor progressives and the one frame oh. that they usually work well in, you know, it, I know it, we all know it. And it's that late nineties, early two oh. thousands, rectangular, notoriously Ray-Ban rectangular frame and <laughs> that nobody nobody was willing to let go of to this day they will not let guys, go of that style guys if your frame looks like you have two rectangles on your face please <laughs> please for the love of glasses i don't even care where you get a different frame from stop get them from me oh <laughs> I don't, I don't even care where you get your frame. Please, go change that frame. It's been out of style for like 20 years now. But has it? Can yeah. we even say that it's been out of style when it's still here? It, no, it's gone. It, Do you know what this is? It's no. a living nightmare. Every morning yeah. I wake up, I leave the house, oh. and I go and I stand in a checkout line to see somebody wearing a rectangular frame. And yes. my hope for humanity dies a little it, bit more each time. It's not pretty. <laughs> there, it's I not. I can't think of one face that it works on. Uh, I'm not. I'm not hating on rectangles as a whole, but I am Ooh. hating on that particular look. I that was actually really thinking that really short. And oh my gosh! And if you do it in Awful. metal, it's even worse for me. Like it, it's just, it's just not. <sighs> it's just not. But for those of you that metal are refusing, to, nothing at the bottom. Oh, like a semi-rimless rectangle. No, 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 no. Just oh, might man. as well wear a bifocal because everybody knows you're old. Yeah, 
And and I definitely feel some type of way about rectangular full rimless. Like if it if we're talking Ooh. like a silhouette rectangle, mm. like no. 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 <laughs> go buy yourself your own grave. You're almost uh, there. Nobody I mean we're not to know these things, people. Yeah, we're not trash talking you, but we are trash talking you. <laughs> we are giving you good advice. You can do better. You Let's can do better. do better together. Like, we're, uh, there's just no imagination there. It, it's like no. the tortoise pattern of frames where it's just in everybody's comfort <sighs> zone. It's a safe shape, safe look. And uh, I don't know. Maybe not everybody that wears glasses enjoys them to the degree that we do. And it shows when yes. you buy a rectangular frame. <laughs> yes. I don't but for those patients, they don't want to let them go. Um, progressives, notoriously difficult to fit in those because your B measurement, which is how tall your lens is, top to bottom, vertical, however you want to call it. Existent. It's I mean, it's existent, but your eyeball easily takes up 85% of the frame. So, <laughs> so most of the time, those patients need a uh, short corridor progressive, and that's just basically eliminating a whole bunch of intermediate. So again, yeah. if you're heavy on the intermediate, you work on computers a lot, you're constantly on your cell phone, you're a heavy reader, doing that particular frame and expecting to have a lot of intermediate distance, it's not going to happen, man. You can get nope. some, some decent reading, but... In order to do so, you're skipping straight over, uh, straight over some other really great options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, we're getting a little low on time. Was there anything else that you wanted to add in about progressives? No, other than we be patient. If you're a patient, uh, if you're an optician, make sure you check and double check. Uh, that the frame is straight on the patient and that you're taking the correct measurements mm -hmm. readjust mm -hmm. your frame. Always double or triple check those measurements, everybody. It's uh, measure twice, cut once. Yep. Um, you know, like I said earlier, none of us really enjoy doing the remakes because it, it, it's a hassle. Nobody enjoys it. The patient doesn't enjoy it. Your optician doesn't enjoy it. The doc. Yeah, and we want to do it right. We want to get it right from the get-go and really alleviate as many problems as possible for that person. And, you know, taking those few extra steps makes a huge difference. So, yeah, measure twice, cut once. It yes. Words to live by. <laughs> so what are we doing uh, next? Oh, man. So I don't know if you guys remember, or Lulu, maybe you don't either, but originally... Episode two was just supposed to be about lenses. So then we ended up making episode two, three, and four about <laughs> lenses. And even then, you guys, we haven't fully done a deep dive into anything. This is just grazing the, the surface. Beginning. Yes. Um, you know, there's going to come a time where we can actually sit down and compare progressive A to progressive B and yeah. really kind of give you a great example on what the differences are, what to expect, and why they cost so much more. Um, but yeah, so on that particular list, I had made mention about transitions and how they're not yes. progressives. 
and yes. progressives are not transitions. Woo! Transitions uh, are next. Woo woo! Uh, so transitions are going to be the next, um, the next go to. And then I think the episode after that, uh, is going to be one of my picks and it is going to be discussing how to tell quality in your frame purchases. Oh, I'm excited on that one. I am so excited on that one. That one might also end up being like a multi-parter. Uh, you know, I had a section to talk about just for hinges, or for plastics or for metals. And okay. once you start breaking down all those subcategories, that that's a conversation that could go on forever. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's it's more more information to keep you in the know about what you're spending your money on and that you're not just paying for a label. Uh so yeah, that'll be a great episode as well. But uh I think next week's gonna be transitions all day. I can talk about mm-hmm. my love my love and hate for them don't ever buy transition mirrors they're the worst thing ever and (laughs) um so yeah uh if that is everything that you have today lulu uh i'm gonna get back to editing those first three episodes those are going to drop tomorrow Mm -hmm. um so yeah hang in there with us guys i am still trying to learn how to edit podcasts and i am here to tell you that so far it's going average (laughs) uh but we're getting there thanks for hanging out with us again if you've heard any misinformation or if you just have something that you want us to chat about even, um, you know, maybe you have questions, you're new or existing in the industry, or maybe you think that we're idiots and that we need to go and learn something, then feel free to let us know what you want us to chat about. and We will feel free to go and learn about it and share our opinions on it. Um, yep. Which you know, the one, one thing we are is we're opinionated. <laughs> yes, uh, we're opinionated, <laughs> and the two of us are very different people, and we thrive on the fact that our opinions are always not aligned. Um, like yeah. they are sometimes, <laughs> but it's not always going to be the same thing. And we're not here to fill you full of anything other than hard facts and hard opinions. So yes, share what you want to chat about. We're here for it. We want to learn. We want to talk about stuff and help everybody else to learn their job and enjoy it a little bit better. So um, uh, make sure that you uh, follow us. And if you need to send us an email, it's opticians unhinged podcast at Gmail. So that's going to be it for today. Dot com. All right. <laughs> have a yeah, great day. So have a great day, everybody. Bye. Bye. Yay.